What a day. What a day. Welcome into the Plank Show. That's hilarious. That's the um, second day in a row where at the start of a show, my mic just didn't work. It happened last night at the start of my show with Arnie. I don't know what's going on. Might, might be time for a new mic cord. Uh, welcome into the program. Shouts out to my man Poppy Jim Gasso, who sent me a text that thankfully woke me up when I slept through my alarm. I got something. I got some bug. I don't know what it is, but it has knocked me for a loop. Got the COVID. No, I'm good. I'm good on that front. But I got uh, every single symptom of it, but it's not it. So I guess, what would you say, good old-fashioned head cold? So I'll just stick in these uh, Brown O'Haver Goldsby Studios for the next couple of days, if that's a, especially what I know is TJ already gone. TJ's getting ready for a trip. So uh, anything, I can't afford to get him sick. Even if there's a negative test floating around out there, you just never know. He made well, that clear yesterday in, in our the text messages, team right? group text. Holy yes. smokes. It's like, don't you dare come in. Could you imagine if I'm the reason, like, I just come in and not knowing, give TJ a big bear hug? Dude, miss you. Um, what a weekend. What a weekend. There, There is a part of me that when I listen to those on-the-field interviews, you know, I'm taken back, obviously, for selfish reasons. When I hear Toby talking to KP Kendall Pettis, when I hear him talking to Tanner Treadway, when I hear him talking to Skiff, I'm taken back to the Super Regionals when we could be on the field. And then I get a little bit – there's a little sadness, to be honest with you, because I, I want to be on the field when they win the national championship. I want to be down there with my, with my mic, and uh, I want those championship hugs. <laughs> the moment that they occur, I want to I be tearing up whenever we're talking about going to the World Series or winning the World Series. But, I mean, I understand contracts. I understand Westwood One and ESPN and their exclusives. So your boy will just sit up in his booth and, and tear up. But, man, what a weekend. What a weekend, Josh Helmer. First of all, before we get into OU headed to the World Series, continued fallout and reaction for the Women's College World Series, how was your weekend? How did you fill your time? It was great. Uh, How did I fill my time? Tough question, right? I ask the hard questions here on this show. Well, obviously watched uh, all of OU baseball's Super Regional Series, so that was part of it. And let's see, went and saw Jurassic park and it was okay it was okay i wasn't blown away but it was good and and then i worked a little bit so it was good it's a good time how was your weekend how would you have to do for work oh the oh the golf show golf show yes and a little riding here and there i've got a lot of riding to do when's our deadline by the way tomorrow i think it was yesterday oh was it really no i don't know but i assume it's soon that's close enough for me. Was it yesterday? Because if it was, we're going to be late on our uh, two stories this month. I'm writing about softball's national championship and the sole mission. In my angle on softball, Josh, I did go with, in my opinion, confirming that they're the greatest team ever. And, in fact, I would say over the last two years, you've seen two of the greatest teams in the history of college softball. That's the angle I'm going with. I don't know... For the sake of our publication, Boyd Street Magazine, I don't think we'll have too many people that argue with this, but it was fascinating in diving into the numbers on that. So we'll, there's plenty of time to discuss on that. My weekend, um, we had guests, and obviously I got sick. So I don't know if I blame my guests or what, but here we are. 
You know the worst thing about when you're sick? And, and I don't know if this is just a me thing. But there'll be, like, for instance, last night. Last night I, I did a show with Arnie, which if we, I'm not kidding, Josh. If I have to do another show where these thinly backed um, predictions of Miami going to the Super Bowl and winning it all, it's every single show. It's every single show. It's like, I, if I was the boss, I would fire us. And I can't get out of it. It's like a car crash. You ever, you don't watch NASCAR, do you? I don't go out of my way okay. to watch it, but uh, if it's on, I I would watch. In restrictor plate races, they they have these crashes that you just it's unavoidable, right? And you can't get out of it. You might be running third, and there's nothing you can do to get out of a crash. You're in it, and that's any of these dolphin discussions because it's and only so many days until the dolphins win the Super Bowl. I'm like, okay. Oh, what, you don't believe me? No, I don't. What do you mean you don't? And then all of a sudden you're in it. I just I, – I don't know if I can do it much more, Josh. I think I've, I think I've kind of – I've been broken. I'm broken. I'm a broken man right now because, number one, then I – then you have uh, – I have like this one Chiefs fan that think the Chiefs are infinitely better without Tyreek Hill, which just blows my mind. And then I've got someone else that's telling me the Dolphins are not going to the Super Bowl because they have Tyreek Hill. I don't, I don't know what to do except for want to go – uh, dive into my pool and hold my breath until I pass out. Though I don't think that would be uh, very uh, smiled upon whenever it comes to this topic. So you've got one smart listener and one bad host. <laughs> you think the Chiefs are better off without Tyreek? I think it's a possibility, yeah. Oh, no, Josh. Don't do this to yourself. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Tyreek Hill is going to make all the difference for the Dolphins, but you can't just replace Tyreek Hill, man. Y- yeah, you can. Are you really? Dude, get off chief message board. You got to stop doing this to yourself. Look, you can't just individually replace right, that's his what I'm star saying. power, but collectively you can be a better football team. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I might have to walk away from sports radio then. You, you lost your leading receiver. You lost a pro bowler. You lost, I mean, I'm not trying to get the cart in front of the horse, a potential Hall of Famer. When you needed a play against the 49ers to win the game, who'd you go to? Tyreek Hill, yep. you ran Wasp. That's right. And when you needed a play to stay in the game against who the, threw the football, the Bills. Well, yeah, I know, but all he does is just throw it up in the air now, according to Tyreek Hill, right? That, that's true. Yeah, he's less accurate than than <laughs> this uh, is, Tua. I will say this: I I do appreciate how the uh, the comments are being blasted like like they're truth. I mean, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole here, but real quick. How are you going to tell me that you think a quarterback is more accurate than someone else when you've never played with him in the moments where he's facing a blitz or when he's facing another opponent, opponent's defense or he's facing a team that's game-planned against you? How can you possibly have that take, Josh? How could you possibly come out and say, oh, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're, he's, a, he's a more accurate passer. All you've done is catch passes in shells, if even in pads, from a guy who's throwing against air. It's, well, not, it's trolling, right? Clearly that's what he's saying is – when working on air, it's not even close between Tua and Patrick Mahomes. I don't get that. I don't. I, and now ESPN has this stat about completion percentage. Tua was seventh. Patrick Mahomes was 17th. Yeah, look how many more passes Patrick Mahomes threw last year than Tua. And I can't do this. I can't do this. Let's talk baseball. What you think? Uh, Oklahoma finding themselves late in this season, heading down the home stretch, playing well. There were nine straight series that they've won now. And for the first time since 2011, they're on their way to Omaha. 
Amazing. Amazing the hot streak this team is on, the, the way that it has come together just uh, across the board for Oklahoma the final two months here of the season into the postseason. Hats off, tip of the cap to Skip Johnson and really just the entirety of the coaching staff. They've clearly pushed the right buttons for Oklahoma. And guys have gone out and made made plays. I mean, you think about yesterday, yesterday and even though the game winds up back tied up at two apiece after Virginia Tech hits its two-run shot, Oklahoma early did what it had to do, right? After losing that middle game and now all of a sudden you've got a winner-take-all game in a place where Virginia Tech hasn't lost much at all this season and now you've got to go beat them again there and you've you've given all the momentum back to the Hokies you got to jump out early and Oklahoma was able to do that with a couple of solo shots Treadaway was just um, just incredible he set the tone for Oklahoma in this game and across the board the way that Oklahoma is hitting it's a scary team right now there's no reason to think that they can't come out of their side of the bracket into the championship series final the way they're playing. I mean, they won 11-2 yesterday. I mean, just think about that for a moment. They took all drama out of this game at the top of the fifth inning. I mean, when they went up 7-2, you saw it. It was like when Oklahoma grabbed the lead over Texas in the Women's College World Series. It was like when Texas grabbed the lead over Oklahoma State. You just knew. It's like, whoa, this thing is over. And you mentioned Tanner Treadway. I mean, four for five yesterday. Uh, what, what was it in the entire Super Regional? I mean, he ended up with six hits. He was six for 12 with five runs scored, four RBIs, uh, had a couple of doubles, added in uh, three home runs. I mean, that that is absolutely unbelievable. And I'm just – I'm over the moon pumped for him, right? I mean, how can you not be – Josh, think about everything that we talk about on this show right now. Again, let's be clear. Softball is usually story number one during Diamond Sports season. But I love baseball, and I love this OU team. And you think about where people were coming out of the April 10th game against Oklahoma State. That was the Sooners were 18 and 12. They had not necessarily played well. You can go. You know what? You can go even further. They beat Texas Tech in the midweek. And then we were having conversations about the Pacific Lamar series, right? And Lamar beat him 14 to 11. And at that point, you're like, oh, oh, no, this is not going to end well. But something, something clicked. We had, we had text after text that were, um, you know, it's doomed. Why, 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 why aren't we any good? I remember vividly being in traffic driving in. And hearing Toby rally the troops one day, I think it was after the uh, the Oklahoma State series, and saying, get on board. And he was right. But you think about where this team was and what they had gone through, it makes it even more impressive that they've ended up where they are. Same can be said for softball. Softball was dominant number one all season long. But they went through a lot during that stretch. Josh, to see what baseball has persevered through and overcome based on not just the results on the field, but, you know, battling through some injuries and some adversity. This is a pretty amazing run. It's a good point, and they, they've just found some star power 
all throughout the lineup. We've talked a lot about Treadway, but Peyton Graham to me is right now one of the best players in all of college baseball. Kendall Pettis, the the power surge that he's on throughout this postseason. What did he have? Two home runs all regular season, mm-hmm. and right now he's got three throughout the the regional and super regionals. I mean, sometimes that's what it takes to to get to a place like Omaha is unexpected contributions, and they've gotten that. Spikerman has uh, been really, really good for Oklahoma. So it's just a team that is gelling right now, has incredible belief that they can go accomplish what they have accomplished, which was, you know, winning the Big Big 12 tournament, mm-hmm. titled the way that they did, and then obviously going down, capturing the Gainesville Regional and going down to Virginia Tech and winning two of three. So – I got a lot to get to to unpack from this weekend and from this game. But let me go ahead when we come back and let's address the pink elephant in the room because nothing, and I mean nothing, gets fans of a certain team, any team, more fired up than what? Bad officiating, umpiring, refereeing, whatever, or two, horrific one-sided broadcasts. And we'll explain next. (laughs) Because... There was a time for a little bit on Sunday where I wasn't in a position where I could get my sink on, if you will. And so I had to listen to the Virginia Tech television network call the Oklahoma Vodtech game. And we'll talk about it next. You know what? You did a show on golf this weekend, correct? 10 to noon on Saturday mornings, the give me zone, as Arnie would say. <laughs> the give me zone, yes. 10, 10, well, it was 8.30 to 10.30 this oh, Saturday, but right. typically, yes, 10 to noon. Can we have a conversation about live golf at some point? I would I would love that. Because I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> it is pretty cool. And it, 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 I figured you'd probably dig kind of the F1 angle to it as well. I did, having a teammate, and everyone's on a team. I, I – I mean, I understand. I, I like everyone's like, yeah, you tell Greg McElroy, Rory. Like, who was even watching that outside of the diehard golfers? I mean, it, it goes viral whenever everyone's just sitting around not doing anything because they see it on their Twitter timeline. I mean, the, standing up for the PGA and something is like standing up for the NCAA and something. You're like, oh, is this really who I want to back in this? But we'll get to that later. I want to talk about the broadcast from yesterday next. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network on a championship Monday, if you will. Uh, the Sooners had a weekend to celebrate the softball title. We're trying to plan to get more of the players and, and coaches on throughout the week. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. I mean, obviously, there's travel going on. The When we left the air on Friday, I just wanted to kind of add to what has been an incredibly – well, my sources in softball this year have not been as good as they typically are, obviously. Either that or I need to start bugging people more. But we, there had been a planned celebration, or at least there had been the talk of a planned celebration for Saturday, and that fell through. Unfortunately, um, not able to, to get everyone that they wanted there. So I don't think you can have a softball championship celebration without every member of the team that was a major part of it. So we'll, we'll celebrate in the fall. And I think it will center around the alumni weekend. Probably a fall ball game, too. So, And I'm sure it'll be the Friday before a big football game. So there's, there'll be more people. Now, the immediacy of that celebration, that, that kind of takes something away from it. But you think about it for the girls. You get your celebration. 
you get a chance to celebrate with the people. The next day, you get to go out on the field at halftime, celebrate with the 80,000-plus inside Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. So I hope it all comes together and works out for him uh, where it's as exciting as it could have been this weekend. But I'm, I'm with everyone. You know, you wish you could have showed them your appreciation for what they did now, but you completely understand that you want to make sure that you have a celebration where the people that are worthy of being celebrated are there. And that's what we'll do coming up in the fall. I'll make sure to have all the information uh, and get it out as soon as I can. I will say it was kind of interesting to follow how angry some people were at me. I'm like, listen, I just, I'm sorry. I, I said, let's celebrate on Saturday because at that time I was of the assumption that there is something on Saturday. It's just, I, I didn't realize this was going to be the worst thing that happened to you. So I hope it is the worst thing that happens to you, but I, I, I can't tell you I'm sorry more often. May, may, may have got a little burned on something, so I apologize. I'm never going to try to project on celebrations, on start times of games, on weather. Let's see, what else? Oh, on potential opponents that could be coming in. I'll just wait till it all happens. My, my year is trying to be the softball scoop guy. Really pretty much sucked. I would say uh, when it came to softball news reporting, Josh, I was kind of like Jason Lockenfora covering the NFL, right? I wasn't very good. Well, um, you you had the initial report, and then the right. report changed. That changed, right? I mean, listen, what was what would every reporter that has a wrong report say? I mean, the information I had at the time was clearly pointing towards something on Saturday, but something changed, so I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you know, they always do. Uh, the coach says, yeah, that's not true. I never talked to him. Well, initially, there were some conversations. It might not have been with the coach, but it was at least with his people on the team that's involved. There, There's my out. How much did you watch on the TV broadcast this week of the Blacksburg Regional? I couldn't get enough. Adios to that broadcast crew. Woo, buddy. What was that? What was that? Like, I'm serious. I understand home run calls. I mean, I get it. Everyone, I mean, I yell, oh, baby. Toby yells, oh, mama, what a shot. You know, all these things that, I mean, I yell, oh, baby, what a shot. Toby's got, oh, everyone's got, like, their thing. But it's like, what's what's Haxton say? Adios, muchachos. Um, I mean, everyone has their thing. But I, I, it seems there's certain ones that seem forced when you hear it. It's like, why are you trying to force that in there? And honestly, can I tell you when I heard it the first time? Was during the Saturday game. Um, because I was like, is, is he doing, is this shtick? I had to rewind it and go back and listen. And here, here was, here's my knock. And I'll just leave it at this because again, I made the right call as the weekend progressed to just, you know, it, it takes like two seconds extra of work to sync up Toby. And if necessary, put the AirPods in, um, or just crank it through his sound system. If you got a better sound system than me. But what are we doing? It, it, here was my complaint is I don't know John Schriffen. I, I know Lance Cormier as a former baseball player, but I haven't known him as, a, as an analyst. But you've got eight regionals, eight super regionals. That's 16 broadcasters. You're telling me that's the best we can do in, in ESPN talent? I mean, I'm all about giving guys a shot, guys and gals a shot. They all deserve it. But, dude, they didn't know a damn thing about Oklahoma. 
And they're not even Vatek guys. I don't know if they live near there or what. But if I'm if I'm ESPN, I'm embarrassed by that. And I don't even know if they care. I don't even know if they watch it. But, dude, I, I, I loved what Eric put on Twitter when it was like, adios, Virginia Tech, because – I think everyone kind of got that was that was a little bit much. When it, I, I think I even saw someone tweet. I don't remember who it was. I was like, "Where do they get these guys from?" I don't know. I have no idea. And it's a great moment for any broadcaster when you get a shot like that. And some might say, "Well, you're just you're just jealous that you're not getting to do it." I, okay, can I not be a fan then too and say the dudes suck? That was Josh. That was terrible this weekend on the broadcast side. Terrible. Yeah, and, and I'm. I'm typically not somebody that I'll poke fun at a broadcast or a broadcast crew, but typically in the past, I'm going to defend broadcasters as being, well, you know, I think they're still unbiased. This or that was going on in the game. No, th- this weekend was incredibly biased to Virginia Tech. I have no idea why. Uh, I, I, don't really know the first and last name of the broadcaster. I, I meant to look this up a moment ago. But did he graduate from Virginia Tech no, 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 or no, an no. ACC oh, school or something? What's going on here with this microphone? I think it might be what the spot I'm in. No, it, his name is John Schriffen and Lance Cormier. Okay, so w- what's John Schriffen's history? It's, there's not much to it. it. I mean, to be honest with you, there's just really not. So he must have just... I, I don't know, was getting good information from the Virginia Tech coaching staff or spent more time with the Virginia Tech coaching staff? It's a great question. Because it was clear, or he's sitting next to fans or something. It looked like they were in their own little TV portion of the broadcast booth, so I don't know why that would have impacted it, but he was clearly much more excitable when Virginia Tech did something positive than when Oklahoma did something positive. But, hey, a road game for everyone. I, I don't I, I guess I don't understand it. I guess I I guess I just don't get it. I guess I I mean, is there not a conversation? Everything has to be equal in these um in these r- super regionals and regionals, right? Everything has to be. In fact, they're even playing boomer sooner over the um over the airwaves whenever Oklahoma does something nice. But it's just I mean, that was – I'm not just talking about the home run call. And I, they, they just felt like – I don't have a sheet of paper here. It felt like everything that happened with Oklahoma, they were rustling to get to their game notes to try to figure out who it was and what was going on there. It's just – it's a great – it's a great mystery to me. You have infinite – and I'm sure this dude is fine. I'm sure he's a good dude. But for a super regional – you could not have come across as more one-sided. Everything that Virginia Tech did was the greatest thing ever. Everything that Oklahoma did, they were shocked. They were surprised. Like, whoa, that one's gone. I mean, okay. And it I, was really just the play-by-play guy. It wasn't his his color commentary. No, no, Lance, you know, Lance Cormier. When whenever he would shut up and let him actually analyze things, when he would, it was really good. I thought he had some great things about Pitt. Now, listen, I could I could have done with it like a cup of coffee for Lance, right? I mean, we need a little bit more juice. 
But everything he talked about with the pitchers, he just – this dude was ter- – he was all about himself. It was all about how amazing can I make this call so that people will talk about me. I, listen, and every broadcaster, I think, at some point has to have the moment. I'm 47 now. I don't care what you guys think about my calls, right? If you think they're great, um, awesome. If I end up getting a lot of Twitter hits – Awesome. But when I have an analyst, that's, that's who's there to tell us what's going on. That's who's there to educate us. I'm just going to lose my mind when something good happens. And to not use that resource more, I don't get it. I have, I have no idea. I'm, I'm reading some of his mentions. It's pretty, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> Why aren't you doing your lame adios call for the Oklahoma homers? You'll always be small time if you don't treat them both e- equally. Uh, trying to watch the OU Tech game, and I am wondering if you are wearing a Virginia Tech cheerleading suit. <laughs> Go back and watch games two and three of the Super Regionals. You get excited for the Hokies in a very biased way. Uh, here's one more. Do not encourage this horrific home run call. It's awful. Who told you your home run call was a good idea? It's effing terrible. Maybe try to root less for the Hokies on a national broadcast. These guys are really bad. Could you possibly be any more obnoxiously rooting for Votek? <laughs> well, and again, normally I'm in the camp of defending a broadcast crew and saying, well, probably you're just upset because Virginia Tech happened to hit a home run at that particular juncture in time. No, I it's was so clearly slanted. I mean – the adios is the signature call, and it's like one every, once every three home runs, Oklahoma's getting an adios, and you, you know Virginia Tech, every time they were hitting it out of the park, was getting one. <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I just I can't get out of his uh, mentions right now. Why don't you do a poll, John Schriffen, to see how bad people truly think that home run call is? I'll retweet it for you. I got your back. But no, no. Let's let's be very clear. If if I was if if Lance Cormier was getting hit with any shrapnel, I thought when he was allowed to talk, um, it was really good. It was really good. But it was almost as if he didn't allow that to happen. It's like let let the dude talk. All right, I'm I'm done. It's why I listen to Toby. Um, it's why I worked on syncing it up magically was able to do it but it was just it was really 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 hard to watch Peyton hits us in early on the air comfort solutions text line 405-651-3439 it seemed like to me they loaded heavier on Vatek because Vatek was supposed to win the game and was supposed to be the dominating home run hitting team that OU ended up being maybe that's fair maybe that's fair and I'll tell you what if that was the case, then good on Oklahoma for ruining their plan, right? Uh, Kendall, that's why I muted ESPN and turned up Tubby. That's what you do. That's what you do. But I'll tell you one thing that's pretty hilarious. Every little plan that they had from Virginia Tech leaking the ball cap uh, that posted, I don't know how that got out, which, by the way, um, I'm not here to defend Vatek on that. But everyone has all their gear early. And I don't did – they, did they mistakenly leak it where you could buy it? Is that what had happened? Was there a, a link to buy their Super Regional gear? Yes. Oh, and okay. I, I don't know if this is right or not, but I had seen or heard yesterday that 
they were selling those in the gift shop. What? I, so again, I, I wasn't <laughs> wasn't obviously at the super regional, but I, I did see that making the rounds that those were for sale on site. Well, there's your mistake. Every, my point is because I saw Kendall Rogers took the picture with the hat, or at least tweeted it. But everyone gets their gear early. Well, I mean, unless you're Texas softball uh, or you know OU with its ticket. But everyone usually gets their gear early, just so they have it, and then obviously they send it back if they don't. They're not supposed to open it. But yeah, good for them. Then good for them. Even though I don't. Even though I don't believe all the time in karma because I see really bad dudes who are millionaires and billionaires, in this instance, karma. And, man, what is it about cocky, arrogant, over-the-top teams in, in college baseball this year? Is this every year and I'm just not giving it the, the coverage it deserves, Josh? Because this Virginia Tech team was over-the-top cocky. Tennessee, holy smokes, the dude's rounding first base, flipping off the outfielder. Whenever he's making a play. And where are they? They're sitting at home. Is it, am, I, am I judging too much off two teams, or has that become more the norm? Well, and I think OU's got a little swag to them uh, true, as well. True. So if we're going to live in you know, a glass house, I don't know that we can. We kind of have somebody that threw the horns down as, as soon as they won the Big 12 tournament title and uh, had their own retaliation at the end of capturing the Super Regional. And I, I love it, right? I love oh, it. Oh, I love it. Now – I don't like flipping the bird rounding for space or, you know, dropping F-bombs at the umpire at home plate. I'm not really necessarily, you know, I probably typically would like sure. an umpire to say, hey, any more of that and you're out. And maybe that already happened down in the Knoxville Super Regional. But, uh, you know, to me, it's kind of the rest of it. I'm here for it. I think it's exciting. I'm still, I'm still kind of in shock, too, that the greatest team in the history of ever uh, isn't going to the College World Series to have a chance to win a title. All right. Quick break. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. When we come back, we'll start hitting some of your air comfort solutions text. 10 a.m. this morning, Toby's on the field interviews with, who all has he got? Kendall Pettis, uh, Cade Horton, Tanner Treadway, and, of course, Skip Johnson all coming up at the top of the hour right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Man, I can't wait for you guys to hear all the the on-the-field interviews Toby did at Blacksburg. If you can't wait until 10 a.m., then you can find them right now on the Sooner Sports podcast page, Soonersports.com slash podcast. This is the Plank Show. Yes, I am under the weather. Sorry uh, sorry for the voice. It Here's what happens, and Josh and I were just talking about this during the break. On Hour 1, brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, 405-735-1167. And if you've missed any of the sports news over the last 48, 72 hours, we've got you covered in the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day in about an hour and a half from now, 11 a.m. In the meantime, um, I feel fine when I go to bed, right? You have a day of hydrating and maybe even medicating, I'm a big like to I like to mask the pain with a, with an aspirin or an ibuprofen every now and then it's like I feel fine. But then when you wake up, it's almost like someone walked in with a sledgehammer and hit you over the head and had you gargle with glass the night before. So, no, I wasn't up early burning heaters this morning. I'm I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. 
don't uh, – you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because I miss coming in – I haven't been in studio in a long time, and I miss coming in studio. But even though there is a negative test out there, I don't, I don't want to risk anything. I don't want to get anyone sick because do you know what sucks worse than being sick, Josh? Knowing that you infected everybody else. Exactly. And then I would add to it being sick in the summer. I broke my thumb one time in the summer, and it's and <laughs> so it was, really not the guilt of getting anybody else sick. It's really I, just the yeah, summer. I, 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 this is all about me, Josh. I don't know what you're worried about here, but no. Uh, Van Hoos Fence brings you hour one. VHFence.com, 405-735-1167. The show is always on on Twitter. At Josh on Ref. I'm at Plank Show. And everybody has to follow us at KREF Sports. Um, I'm laughing because somebody somebody threw up on Twitter. I has has Virginia Tech not tweeted since they lost, or did they? Um, they were very very specific about their, their. I almost said jackhammer about their sledgehammer this weekend. But I mentioned arrogance. I mentioned cockiness. Here is one off the air comfort solutions text line that kind of caught my listen. Every, every team has it. Every team has a certain swag to it. That's fine. But there is a, there's an amount of respect that you have to have when it comes to the umpires. This is from the 405. Cockiness and arrogance has, been a, arrogance has been a big issue in baseball for a long time. I umpired for a long time and coached as well, and I could not stand it. Again, there's certain things that I embrace. There's certain things that I love. I love, I love pimping a home run. I love bat tosses. I love, I love a, a pitcher with a fist pump, right, or, or a catcher with the point. I love that stuff. In softball, I love the rip off of the mask after a big play and the yell at your teammates. I love that stuff, but I think there's a way to do it. Again, flipping off an outfielder when you're rounding first, MF and an umpire when you don't agree and when you've been warned. I know I'm, I'm using two Tennessee issues. I just – I'm not saying we need to tone it down by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think, Josh, uh, I do think there is a little bit of a moment where you go overboard. I, again, I love it. I embrace it to a certain degree. I'm not trying to come across as an old curmudgeon here by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think there's things that we need to address as far as, hey, we don't need dudes flipping off guys while they're rounding first base, right? Uh Unless he stole your girlfriend or something of that nature, I don't really get what that does for anyone. You know, your best player for Tennessee got kicked out of the game because he had been warned multiple times about, hey, we're going to toss you if you do this again, and he just couldn't stop doing it. So I like to believe the baseball gods played a role in Tennessee not being here, but again, we'll see how it plays out long term. I don't think you're going to get the toothpaste back in the tube on this one either, Josh. I don't think you're suddenly going to start seeing guys uh, act not act a fool in certain situations. Well, and it's also just a couple of cases sure. here and there. Sure, exactly. We can't let Tennessee mar what was otherwise a fabulous super regional weekend. And again, I don't mind some back and forth with an umpiring crew, but yeah, to sit there and upstage him and if – MFM at the home plate is 
you know, just ridiculous. Little bit much, Josh Hummer. Little bit much. To me, uh, that to me, that's worse than flipping off the outfielder. I think. Well, especially when you've been warned. Especially when you've been warned. Uh, on the ESPN announcers from the nine one eight, he sounded surprised every time OU hit a dinger and forgot about his goofy call. How about we stop trying to create things around your call? How about you just naturally have something that happens? Well, and actually, his. You know, biased a warning alert coming in right here. Go ahead. But actually, his OU home run calls, a couple of them were really, really good because guess what? He didn't have that corny adios call in there. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and then one more from my man Dallas Bill. Great time to be a Sooner. Must be the best women's program in the NCAA. Can't wait for BV and football. Did you hear Brent Venable's interview? Um, I think we're going back a minute now. I think it was on Wednesday in game one of the Women's College World Series. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I, being there, I hadn't heard it. But a couple of people had tweeted at me about it, and I went back and I rewatched game one um, Saturday, and it was, it was great. It was great. He's just so awesome. Yeah, it's like marrying – Oprah. I mean, what am I? What are you going to give Oprah? She doesn't already have. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get a break. When we come back on the Plank Show, let's go all in on, well, the post game stuff. I made an appointment with you coming up at 10 a.m. So I want to hit a little football when we come back because there is some crude news to get to. It's a Plank Show. So it, it became a very interesting weekend in the world of Cruton and in the world of. I guess specifically college football and college basketball for the Oklahoma Sooners. First, I, I've got to tell you, I don't, I'm not going to pronounce this dude's name correctly. But is it Yaya Kida who is making the move from Oklahoma, from Missouri to Oklahoma? And I don't know about you, Josh. I mean, I found myself watching a few videos that he had posted on his Twitter feed. Looks like a pretty solid get to me. And – Pretty great job by Porter Moser to hit that portal and try to restock a team that was decimated by uh, graduations and, and portal leaves. Yeah, needed a, a new infusion of talent and needed it right here, right now. And actually, they, they got a, a couple of players, right? So picked up, uh, picked up him and then another commit. It's been a big weekend. It's been a big weekend for – uh, OU basketball. And then you had everyone moving in. Jacob Cole, by the Thank way, you. is the uh, 2023 command. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So kudos to Porter Moser. And and, and then you add to it that it was a busy, with, with camps going on, you had a few, at least one commitment. And you have covered Norman North for the last couple of years. So when you see the Chapman McCown news, I mean, this is 2023 commit, Norman North running back. I don't know if he projects as a running back at the next level or not, but uh, the commitment's starting to grow a little bit for OU and all the crystal ball projections starting to look pretty good too. Yeah, and I'm excited for Chapman. Good for him, man. Uh, great kid. You know, nice, uh, nice player. And we expect, again, that this thing's just going to keep snowballing following the barbecue and – heading into these summer months, and then, you know, 
we're we're inside of that 90 85 days countdown to football season and before you know it we'll be counting down really to the December early signing period. You're right. You're right. Um couple of other projections and again is is Parker Thune back today? Are he is. Yes, okay. he's back. So Steelman and Thune at noon coming up at the top of the hour. All right, I'm sorry. I'm trying to quit after 1 hour. Coming up at noon today. But among the other crystal balls from the weekend, Parker did project four-star 2023 running back out of Denton, Ryan Kaleeb Hicks, to the Sooners. So that, that's a positive. Um, Cade McIntyre, a 2023 uh, three-star athlete out of Fremont, Nebraska, projected to the Sooners. Uh, four-star cornerback Makari Vickers out of Tallahassee. He's projected to the Sooners. This was by Flex Flexander Lord. Who is that? Um, anyway. Uh, and let's see. Kane McIntyre, there he is. Oh, and the big one is P.J. Uh, Adebaware, who is out of Kansas City, a four-star defensive end, 6'4", 240. And Derek LeBlanc, a six-foot five, 270-pound defensive lineman who have all projected – to the Sooners. So, locking it. Good stuff for Oklahoma recruiting from over the weekend. Camp season is in full effect. Parker's got you covered coming up at noon right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. In the meantime, I promised some post-game love. When we come back, all the excitement and highlights from on the field after Oklahoma advanced to the World Series with a win over Virginia Tech. Hour one's been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. 405-735-1167. It is the Plank Show.